Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, it's Shirley, and you're listening to Yep, That Happened, the podcast where we talk about what everyone else is talking about, but with nuance. So, what are we talking about today? Manifestation and the misconceptions surrounding it. Let's get into it. Okay, so I saw a video, well, actually I didn't see it, I just spotted it on YouTube as I was scrolling down the thread. And it was about manifestation. Now, I wanted to talk about this because there's a good amount of people out there who heavily promote manifestation. And there are a lot of people who have already adopted this belief that manifestation involves attracting what you want without any action and that it is the key to getting what you want. And I want to dispel that. Now, I'm not saying that manifestation is not involved at all in the acquisition of your desires, what I am saying is that manifestation doesn't play as much of a role in achieving your life goals as some people are presuming. So yeah, let's get into it. What is manifestation? According to the Psychology Today article, Manifestation, The Real Deal, manifestation is, quote, the focusing on what you desire and attracting it through what you think, say, and do. Now, when we're talking about manifestation here, we're talking about it in a spiritual sense, and there's no scientific evidence to back this up as of yet. But manifestation is related to the law of attraction, which, according to Wikipedia, is, quote, a pseudoscience based on the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life. The belief is based on the ideas that people and their thoughts are made from quote-unquote pure energy and that a process of like energy attracting like energy exists through which a person can improve their health, wealth, and personal relationships. And there is no empirical scientific evidence supporting the law of attraction, and it is widely considered to be pseudoscience. So I have my reservations about manifestation and law of attraction, because some people use them as a way to dismiss other people's realities with marginalization, disease, inflicted violence. So I'm not here to promote manifestation and law of attraction as the keys to acquiring your wants and needs, especially when we have people who are suffering as a result of adverse experiences that are outside of their control. That's not what I'm doing here. 
I think that manifestation is instrumental in achieving success or whatever it is that you want, but it is not the main player or the deciding factor in the trajectory of your life. And I'll give an example. So let's take YouTubers. YouTubers with a large following who are well-known, well-paid, well-established, they didn't just get there through manifestation or luck. Most of them worked really hard to get where they're at. And most of them also had privilege. And it's not just white privilege, although that is a form of privilege that white YouTubers benefit from. If you were able to start and grow a YouTube channel while in college, that is privilege. If you were able to start and grow a YouTube channel while living with one or both of your parents, that is privilege. College and living with one or both of your parents, those are safety nets. So if you don't have a safety net, first, I wouldn't suggest dropping everything and starting a YouTube channel. And second, it's going to be really hard or a lot harder for you to become a quote unquote successful YouTuber. Now, I think timing, location, privilege, and consistency carry way more weight in terms of determining a person's success as a YouTuber than manifestation does. And success in this case is fame and wealth. In that Psychology Today article about manifestation, there is a step-by-step guide for manifestation. So if you're genuinely interested in manifesting, here's how to do it. Step one, create a vision. Step two, keep your mind filled with positive thoughts related to that vision, imagining it as if it's already come true. Step three, do everything possible to achieve what you desire. And step four, watch your vision become reality. Now, do I believe manifestation is real? Yes and no. I believe our beliefs influence our thinking, which influences our actions, and our actions play a huge role in our ability to get what we want. But unless you're bound by a contract, there are no guarantees. Now, I will say that I did feel like I manifested things before, in particular the current place that I live in, but that's neither here nor there. In summary, I believe we can only control ourselves, our beliefs, our thoughts, and our actions, and the rest of it, the universe decides. Okay, let's move on to our next segment, worth our time or waste of time. What's worth our time? Okay. Three things. One, Israel and Palestine. Last episode, I had called the situation a conflict, and I didn't want to call it a war. And I feel like the word conflict trivializes the situation, and I definitely wasn't trying to do that. I didn't want to be too quick to call it a war. So I understand that words matter. And I do apologize if people were put off by the word conflict. I completely understand. Both countries were on the brink of war, if not already there. Another worth our time. So recently there's been a debate trending on social media about whether black women should wear their bonnets in public. And comedian and actress Monique decided to go on Instagram and share her thoughts on it. Here's what she said. Hey, my sweetie. So, um... It took me a minute to say what I'm getting ready to say because I want to make sure I'm not saying it in judgment. And I want to make sure I'm saying it 
say it to the system. 
Okay, so assuming that she is not including hijabs in this discussion, in this particular context that Monique is referencing, we are talking about wearing bonnets, hoods, scarves, and slippers for comfort, aesthetics, or any other reason outside of religion. So I'm hearing a lot of older generation of black women nitpicking at the younger black women and telling them what they should and shouldn't be doing. Most of this feedback, which is unsolicited, comes from their upbringing. They are sharing what they know and what they believe is right, and because they have had more years on this earth, and because it's coming from a place of quote-unquote love, we ought to accept it. I don't know if they realize how antiquated and harmful this advice is, and perhaps some of them mean well. Perhaps a lot of these black women see that the younger generation seems more free, and they don't like that the younger generation isn't suffering like they did? I don't know. And if that's the case, that's something that they would need to examine within themselves. This idea of Black people needing to look well-kept and polished in order to avoid discrimination is BS. We know that. We've seen it throughout history. And yes, while it does matter in formal settings and situations like job interviews and that is assimilation to whiteness, and, and that's what we have to do for survival. Outside of those situations, looking polished when you're at an airport or at a store, at a mall, it's unnecessary. It's an airport. If anything, I want to be as comfortable as possible. I don't care if I look too comfortable. Black women will still be treated like crap will still face systemic oppression no matter what we wear. It doesn't matter if we're wearing a bonnet in public or a Givenchy dress or our edges are laid. It does not matter. Go down the list of black women in the entertainment industry like Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Issa Rae, and countless other black women who nine times out of ten look well-kept and polished and put together in public, and they still receive hate and they're still disrespected. So looking polished doesn't insulate you from racial discrimination, abuse, and systemic oppression. So you might as well wear whatever you feel like wearing. Let black women do whatever they want. If we want to wear a bonnet in public, we can do that. It's not harming you in any way. Just mind your own business. Focus on things that do affect you. Last thing. As told by Kenya and her video called Stop Trying to Be the Biggest Person on the Internet. That is one of the latest videos that I've seen from her. And you know she's one of my favorite content creators. I'm here for everything that Kenya said in that video. It is easy to cave into the pressure of trying to be the most well-known person on the Internet. The pressure to have millions of followers and millions of views and clicks. It's a lot of pressure. 
And it's mainly due to this message that keeps being pushed around that the more followers and viewers and clicks you have, the more sponsorships you have, the more successful you are as an influencer. And that message is pretty pervasive. You see it when huge influencers get the brand deals and make appearances on TV shows. And of course, that's going to make you feel inadequate. And it's going to make you think that you need to do more to get to that level of fame and wealth. It becomes a competition. And it really doesn't have to be that way. The beauty of the influencing space is that you don't need to have the biggest following unless you want to. You don't need to have millions of views or downloads or clicks unless that is your goal. And as long as you love what you're putting out there and you have a community of people who support you and your work and you're making a decent living, as in you can afford rent and food and have some disposable income along with that, then you're good. Is the monetization of content creation and influencing as we know it today, is that sustainable? Probably not. Then again, capitalism is not sustainable. So you might as well do what you love and make a living off of it, if that's what you want to do. And no, you don't have to have a huge following and millions of views to do that. What's a waste of time? This will be quick. Can we please stop with the reboots? The latest one I found out about is Gossip Girl. The original Gossip Girl started in 2007 and ended in 2012. Why are we making a reboot of a show that ended nine years ago? It hasn't even been a decade yet. Honestly, I feel like media companies keep making reboots because they know the original shows garnered a huge audience and they think that they would be able to capture a large audience again, if not a larger audience, and more views. And also, they don't want to hire black writers, Asian writers, Latinx writers, queer writers, non-binary writers, trans writers, writers with physical and mental differences, and anyone with an intersectional identity. But whenever they do feature people with intersectional identities in their shows, most of the time their stories were not written by the people from their communities. And that is dangerous because these people with intersectional identities are often misrepresented in the media. They're often portrayed in negative and or stereotypical ways, if they're even featured at all. So, look, we're not going to get into that because that's a whole nother topic for another day. Just stop with the reboots. They're just a cash grab and it's too obvious. Okay, now let's move on to our peak of the week. This week's peak of the week goes to Action Kid. Action Kid is a content creator with a YouTube channel by the same name. And I discovered him about two or three days ago. And it looks like a lot of his videos are him live cycling and walking from one part of New York City to another. And the video I'm currently watching, haven't finished watching it yet because it's around five and a half hours long. It's called New York City Live Exploring via electric scooter to Coney Island and back, walk to Queens, May 27th, 2021. So the first part of it, he's riding an electric scooter and he's live on YouTube while doing this. And he has a camera mounted to his chest and you're just seeing all of these sights. So the buildings, the traffic, the subway, the bridges, the greenery as he's riding along. Now, he may or may not be the first person to film themselves live while riding in, in an electric scooter from one part of New York City to another. But I just think this is so brilliant. It's a bit chaotic, but then again, he's riding an electric scooter. 
the roads are bumpy. If you know New York City traffic, you're aware of how crazy it can be. So it's inevitable that the video would be slightly chaotic in terms of the shakiness of the camera as well as the bustling of the city. Overall, it's just so nice to watch. It's like taking a road trip and sightseeing, but from home. And he has other videos too. There's one where he goes to Brooklyn, another one where he goes to Times Square. There's one video where he's riding an electric scooter from Little Island to Queens on a Saturday night. And I definitely want to watch that one. So shout out to Action Kid. I will leave a link to the video I'm currently watching in the show notes. So you all can check that out. And yeah, that is my peak of the week. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Email me at yepthathappenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to submit a listener question, leave a nice comment, or just say hi. Check out links to articles and videos I mentioned here, as well as relevant sources that were not mentioned in the show notes. Tune in next week for another episode. And until then, stay safe, stay sane, stay informed, and I'll catch you all next time.